Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. We praise you. We thank you, Jesus. Glory, 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 glory to God. You're good. Your mercies are new today. Praise and honor and glory belong to you, Jesus. Glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, I thank you for clear thought today. Words of accuracy. Penetrating the heart transforming the life. Thank you that the spirit of learning is here. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Lord, we just thank you for your goodness. 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 You know, you, I used to get up here and just, let's go. But I come to find out, if God ain't going, I ain't going. <laughs> you know what I mean? I have told him, if you ain't getting up there with me, I ain't getting up there. Praise God. Praise God. God's good. I told Zona yesterday, I said, did it seem like to you? It does to me. It's been forever. Seemed like forever since we had church. So I guess your body's all rested up. You didn't eat no turkey for breakfast. Turkey makes you go to sleep. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Who, who's having 180 today? Richard and Irene. Okay, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Uh, praise God, praise God, praise God. Sometimes, <clears throat> I've told Zona this before, and I'm trying to explain it to you. I'm asking, because I've wondered about these types of things that I'm fixing to say to you for years you study and you should study if you're going to get up here and talk but then when you after you get it all studied and you got it all the notes lined out and you know all that kind of stuff you get up here and God changes it the direction you're going and so on and so forth and sometimes when you leave you feel like Man, I just messed it all up. Now, listen carefully to what I'm going to say. Because you'll misunderstand this if you're not careful. But it's not just the speaker. If you look to the speaker only, you're going to have a hard time. Sometimes God deals with people to be here 
And he's basing it upon them being here. Now, I know some people are going to say, no, that just doesn't sound right. He knows who's going to be here and who's not going to be here. And, and a lot of people think, well, God's got everybody here that he wants here. Are you kidding me? Are you, are you really that stupid? You mean he, he, guy, the guy down the road there that's halfway drunk, stumbling across, you don't mean to tell me he doesn't want him to be here? That's an excuse for laziness. What I'm telling you is taking me a long time for God to adjust my thinking. And I said to her, she, you know, she was saying to me, it seemed like everything, every, I went, it was all over the place. I said, because you had all, all of the people here. Back when we had uh, the COVID thing and everybody shut down, when Zona and I was up here, it was just me and her, and we was looking into the camera and we had... 500 people looking on screen. I couldn't see any of them. Didn't know what was going out there. It, you know it was easier? That really went good. It, it was easier to go through my notes, go right down the line and say what I feel like saying. I thought, man, that was a good service. But here's my point. Sometimes... God adjusts things to who's here and who's not here. I'm, he tweaks it's a better word. I'm not saying we're not going in the same direction. I'm saying he tweaks it. And, and who's come in with, with baggage and who hasn't? You don't think so? First sermon he ever preached, Mark, Luke chapter 4. First sermon he ever preached. He went into his own hometown, found one specific verse where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, set it captive, delivered, you know, set, it, set it liberty at the captives that you know the verse. And then after he got through reading it, closed the book and sat down. All the eyes of the whole congregation was fastened on him. This is what he said to them. Today. This is what chapped their hide. Today. This scripture is fulfilled in your ears. All of a sudden, everybody got mad. And the Spirit of the Lord was present to do the miraculous. They got so mad at him, they wanted to cast him off a cliff. So we, when we come in, it's just as important as who's speaking. That's why we, we enter into his gates with thanksgiving, enter into his courts with... And you've done it. You've done it. But sometimes you've got to slow down just a little bit, get the mind of the Spirit so I used to bulldog bulldog my way, bulldoze right through it. Okay? But I'm taking my time. I know, Pastor Ronnie, you sure are. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Today is part number seven to learning how to excel.
We want to excel. We don't want our time together to be wasted. Richard, I'll let y'all go, go as you, okay. 180, thank God for him. <laughs> Learning how to excel. To excel means to go above and beyond, above and beyond, above and beyond. A lot of God's people don't go above and beyond. If you study in the book of Revelation, first part's there. I don't know, it's chapter 1, 2, and 3 or somewhere in there. He deals with the churches there. And he commends them on a lot of things, but then he'll make a statement like this. But I have somewhat all against you. Okay? And a lot of times we, we, at first we go to another level and then we settle for that level. Do you know that the scripture says that we're changed from glory to glory? From one level of glory, one level of understanding to another level of understanding. And we're, we're to be changed. If you're not changed, even your physical body changes. Every cell in that body, in your body, changes every seven years. It's renewed. I had somebody the other day came on Thanksgiving Day. I think that they was just trying to butter us up for, for, for food. They said, and they hadn't seen us, I don't know, in eight years. And they said, my God, do y'all ever age? And I looked at him and I said, you mean I look like this eight years ago? <laughs> I was old before my time. <laughs> anyway, we're, we're, we're to be changing from one level of splendor to another level of splendor. Excel, going above and beyond. Jesus has not only paid the price, but he's given the call. I'll say it another way. He's given the invitation for us to step in one level of glory to another level of glory. When we first get born again, it's so drastic to us. And then we kind of settle for old situations. You know what I mean? And, and a lot of times we're, we, we make ourselves comfortable with old problems rather than new solutions. I'll, I'll rephrase that. Rather than God's solutions. They're new to us. They're not new to him because that's his character and nature. That's who he is. Okay. And so we get, we get comfortable with those problems and we begin to adjust ourselves to be comfortable with it. And a lot of times uh, we think like this when we get comfortable with them. We think that he came to comfort us. We, we associate the word comfort with the word comfortable. Okay? Comfort 
and comfortable are not the same. Comfort is an encouragement. He takes the discourage and encourages them. Takes them to another level. And, and God is telling the church in the last days, I want you to come up higher. Uh, let me back up here. Maybe this is the best way to put it. When, when Zona and I were dating, I never let her be around me and she never let herself be around me, that she wasn't fixed up for her best or me fixed up for my best. Perhaps that's what happens to a lot of marriages. <laughs> Yesterday she had me getting things out of the storage shed, you know, fix up for Christmas. And I came to her, and I wanted to kiss her and hug on her a little bit. And she said, <laughs> I couldn't smell myself. <laughs> she kissed me, and then away from <laughs> But God is calling us up higher. Jesus has, called, has paid the price and called us to live the high life. But many times we settle for the low life. There's a high price to low living. I want to say that one more time. There's a high price to low living. You don't believe so? Look at the leadership of our country. We're paying the price. The standards are very low. We've lessened the standards in the educational field, and we're paying the price. We've lessened the standards when it comes to a lot of other things in our life, and we're paying the price. There's a high price to low living. And you say, well, to live the high life, that's going to cost me. It, what costs you is giving up the low life that you're comfortable with. He's called, he calls us to excel. And when I mean excel, I mean, it, I, I'm not talking about competing with somebody else. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about he's called us to live a, a life that he paid for. And to do so, we have to die to ourselves. That's what Jesus said, if, you, if a man will lose his life, then he'll find it. But if he won't lose his life, he can't ever find this one. And too many of times the church, and when I say the church, I'm not dogging the church when I talk about these kind of things. What I'm referring to is the mindset that we've settled. The mindset that we've settled for is the low life. And we've made people feel comfortable with it. And now, to the, because we have, have done that, then what we've done is we've taken the low life 
and, and made people comfortable with it, and they pay a price for it. Are you following me? Yeah. Right now, we, uh, there are some churches that are making, listen carefully, sexual immorality okay. And our society is paying a price for it. Now listen very carefully. Degregation, degregation is, is catching. It's contagious. And it'll, it'll spiral down out of control to the point, here's what's going to happen next with, with sexual immorality. You will, you will see that what they're going to push next is marrying animals, bestiality, and they'll call that normal. And God says, that, that's a stench in my nostrils. Now listen very, very carefully to what I'm saying now. What, you've got to listen accurately. There's nothing wrong with being pet friendly. I've had some pets. I got some pet fish now. <laughs> Feed them every day. Take care of them. But they're not my children. Now, I, I bought enough so I could number every one of my children, <laughs> grand, grandchildren. Okay? But they're not my grandchildren. Are you, are, you, are you understanding what I'm saying? The degradation is to put you on the level as animals. You're not an animal. And then we find people acting like animals. Are, are, am I making sense to you? This is, not, this is not trying to push off or condemn anybody. Quite the contrary. Jesus paid the price for you to live a life that it, it excels. And, and our generation doesn't, doesn't see that, and because they don't see it. They, in fact, the church has even taught this for decades. That's when you get to heaven. And so we don't expect for the church to do anything but sin. And, and, and that's totally opposite of what the Bible teaches. That also lets me know that the church has always let the leadership do the Bible reading. Let me put it another way. Paul the Apostle said it this way. He said, follow me as I follow Christ. How do, how do the followers know he's following Christ? Except those followers have a personal relationship with the one he's following. Discernment is the key in this generation. 
You have to discern. Discernment has to do with distinguishing between right and wrong, sin and, and righteousness. You've got to dis determine that. Not, listen, I'm not just talking about what's going on in the world. I'm talking about what is being presented to you. The key to excelling is learning. Now, pay attention right here. Learning is up to the recipient. It is not up to the teacher. I've learned some things from people. Some things I learned not to do. You know what I love about the Bible? God exposes people's failures and then shows you his goodness and their repentance and then points out that you shouldn't do that for your sake, for your sake. Because that's the low life. You're not called to the low life. You're called to the high life. And it excels. It's superior to... Well, Jesus, I'm, I'm going slow because I want to make sure that my words are, are heavy. Jesus came to give us his way of living. Even in church, even in church, what we call the church. You know, I, I, for through the years, I've seen a lot of nonsense in churches. I'm not just talking about here. I have seen some here, but I've seen uh, uh, other churches. Uh, some of the stuff I see on TV, I thought, you've got to be kidding me. And people just foam at the mouth following it. I said, that, that, that whole thing's full of pride. We talk, about, we talk about the gay community. Look at that. They call it the pride community. Look at what they're saying. Okay? And yet the, the pompousness sometimes of even the church community is amazing. That's the low life. The key to learning is humility. This is what we've learned. The key, and learning is a choice. We've gone over this, but I, I have to keep it before you now. I find that I don't learn anything hearing it one time. Maybe you're, maybe you're quicker than I am. Maybe you only have to hear it three times, but I, you have to hear it more than once. Learning is a choice. I have to choose that. I can learn. Humility, humility is the key. Humility has not to do with impoverishment. Humility has to do with teachableness. Training. Now, success 
means doing well. Success is a way of life. It's the way you live. It's, it's the way. In fact, let me put it this way. We, we talked about this last Sunday. Uh, in the book of uh, 1 Corinthians 12, I think it's verse 31, says, uh, desire those, the gifts. He's talking about the gifts of the Spirit. But then he says, but yet I show unto you a more excellent way. Talking about the love life. And when I talk about the love life, when he's talking about the love life, he's not talking about our love for God. He's talking about God's love for us. Okay. When you receive God's love, when you get full of the love of God, the love of God changes the way you live. You can't be the same. You can't be the same. Success is a way of life, and success means doing good. The only way you'll ever be successful is not an achievement. Well, let, let me, let me, it's, success is not an achievement. Can that help you there? And we look at success as an achievement. Our flesh achieves things for its accolades. An accolade is a reward or the pat on the back. And do you know that God says, don't do anything? Don't do anything for the praise of men. Do it as unto the Lord. Do it as what? What if, what if, nobody ever saw you do anything good? And never gave you a praise. Would you still do it? Because it's good. That's success. For example, Noah was very successful. Probably one of the most successful people in the Bible. Forty years working on a boat that every day he was mocked for making. And preaching one sermon, same sermon, every day. Same sermon. Boy, y'all think Pastor Ronnie's, you know, pretty bad. Forty years of the same sermon. Repent. Because it's going to rain. And they mocked him for 40 years. And he built that ark. He was successful. Why was he successful? He was successful because he was doing Every day, what God told him to do, no matter what everybody else thought, no matter what was going on around him, he did it every day for 40 years. For 40 years he did that, knowing it's going to rain. It's going to happen. There's a flood coming. He's successful. Okay? And nobody praised him. Nobody... After he got through with that sermon every day, nobody come pat him on the back. Nobody comes and said, Pastor Noah, you did a good job this morning. Are you hearing? I'm sure Noah felt like, dear God, I got to repeat this same thing again. Okay? 
but he was successful. Success, success is a way of life. You're doing it every day. You're doing good every day. It's doing well. And that causes in the long term, the long term, you to excel and do above and beyond the mediocres of our generation. The mediocres of his generation. All right. Excellence itself, superiority, first rate, first class. Excellence itself, itself is not a destination. In other words, I don't ever arrive at it. It's a pursuit. I pursue that in everything I do. Every morning I get up. I make my bed. Are, are, are you hearing me? Every morning when I wake up, probably have a cup of coffee. If I don't make the bed, Zona beats, beats me to it, then, you know, I make the bed. It, excellence has to do with dealing with yourself. Dealing with yourself. You will never excel. When you're in school or you're in college or something, you excel in your grades and you get a plaque. A lot of people that make straight A's fail at life because they think they have arrived with a degree. Now, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not saying don't get an education. Get the right kind of education. We're not talking about not getting an education, what we're talking about is you've arrived and now you stopped excelling. You didn't make excellence your pursuit. You didn't start giving every day the best of your life. You started being sloppy now because I have arrived. I've been given all the accolades and praise and, and after all, now I'm arrived. So I got to, and you're... <laughs> And then a lot of people that get them are just a bunch of educated fools. Now, there's some that, that, that have done real, used it as a platform. That's what you're supposed to do is use it as a platform. That's why it has to be the right education. I, 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 I sometimes very concerned that we've made education a worship center. Excellence is a pursuit. I pursue it. Why do I pursue that? Why am I making my life a, uh, a pursuit of excellence? Why? Because of the excellency of the power that lives in me as a believer. I had, to, I had a bunch of reading I was going to do. I am going to give you one verse that I want you to look at. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. You need to read this whole thing. But I want you to, what, I, what we have, what I've already said, I, I need to preference it right here or, or give a backup to it. Uh, but we have this treasure 
in earthen vessels. What treasure? The excellent lifestyle, the excellency of his lifestyle. But not, not only of his, his way of living, but the power to pursue it. That the excellency, the superiority of the power that's working in us may be of God and not of us. It ought to bother you to live a mediocre life. If it doesn't bother you, you're conforming to the world. Let me give you an example. The, the world doesn't mind holding grudges. They don't mind it. Because it's a mediocre, low-life way of living. Ooh, hallelujah. Glory to God. What happened to you? I need to get Trey back up here and get you all pumped up again. That's the low way of living. The low way of living is to hold those grudges. Are you following? That's not the high life. That's not the high road. That's the low road. And it will cost you success. Some people never know why they never go to the next level of life. They don't go to the next level of life because now they have been comfortable with the low life. And guess what? They got a lot of friends that are just as carnal as they are to, how would I say, make it comfortable to be, because nobody can do that. Nobody can do that. Jesus said you can forgive. So anytime you say, I can't, you just lied to yourself. And you held your will above the will of God. You've told him you've chose the low life. The things that I'm, I'm, I'm telling you is taking me, I'm taking me decades. Decades. To get a comprehension. I couldn't even get up here and speak it until now. When, when, when I was offended and, and let that offense turn into bitterness into my life, I had even preacher friends say, well, you know, we all pat each other on the back telling all about our... <laughs> experiences. How many of you have you ever done that? And then, it, you know, I kind of said, yeah, man, I've, I've been through some things. I've had, I've had to deal with the people. <laughs> the problem is I dealt with the people right out of my life, but I never dealt with the person that was looking in the mirror every day. I never dealt with him. And so even though they're out of my life, they still control it. And it's not them controlling it. 
It's the comfortable comfortability of saying that I don't have a, a, a power in me that exceeds and excels above that low way of living. I don't have to live the low life. One of the greatest lies of religion is to make you think that, you, here's what we'll say, well, I, I'm glad you got saved, but I just want you to remember we all sin daily. We all sin daily. We're just all a bunch of sinners. Now, either you got saved or you didn't. If you got saved, then you should expect, we expect you to sin less today than you did yesterday. If you're taking notes, make sure you write this one down. All failures in life is a failure of learning. All failures in life is a failure of learning. The, the life that's in Christ Jesus is so superior to fallen human nature that only the power of his presence, the living word of almighty God, the name of Jesus can elevate you to walk on top of it. Amen. Only. If not, then you're going to have to be patted on the back and be praised yourself, which only feeds fallen human nature's ego. That's all it does. It feeds that ego. And feeding that ego is nothing more than edging out God. We, we talked about this with Nebuchadnezzar. You've been listening to anything that's been taught this whole month, uh, Pastor Zona uh, on Thursday mornings, any of this. Nebuchadnezzar, the reason why he had that golden calf uh, built was because he, I did this. I did this. I did this. Look at the kingdom I have built. And he wanted everybody to bow down to that golden image. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't do so. And they were thrown in the fiery furnace and so on and so forth. They came out and he acknowledged the God of, of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He acknowledged it. He acknowledged the one that created the heavens and the earth. He acknowledged. But that does not mean that he became personally acquainted with him. Many people acknowledge God exists or acknowledges there is a God, but they still feed that fallen human nature's ego. Still feed it. Okay? And so after that, he has another dream, and Daniel comes along. You find this in Daniel chapter 4. Daniel comes along and interprets it. And when he interprets it, he, 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 he said, what's the interpretation? He said, you're going to go and you're going to live like an animal for seven years. Anybody that keeps feeding their ego will eventually wind up living like an animal. Because the pride of fallen human nature 
the pride of fallen human nature is going to be your biggest downfall. Pride comes before a fall. And Daniel told him, warned him after he interprets this dream. He warns him. He said, repent. Have mercy on, on, on the less fortunate. That God may see your, your changing and acknowledging him. And he'll, get, he'll, get, he'll turn from this. He'll give you repentance. For a whole year, God gave him a chance to repent. A whole year. At the end of it, he comes and he says, look at what I have done. All the kingdoms of the world bow down to me. What I have built. And that very moment, he lost his human consciousness and started living like an animal. Eating grass with the animals. He lost his mind. You ever found somebody who's just full of self? How many of you have ever been around somebody? No, you, you just shell it, tell them they're sharing your story, and then all of a sudden, man, if you think that's something, I can tell you I did it a lot better and a lot easier. And I did that 40 years ago when I was still in first grade. You ever met somebody like that? Dear Jesus. Have many of you ever heard this? It's a dog-eat-dog world out there. You heard that? You've heard those statements? What makes it a dog-eat-dog? I used the phrase last week, and, and it kind of bothered me when I remembered it, but it was out of my mouth before I could think about it. That's a pig spirit. Because pigs will even eat their own. Many people don't know that. Boy, doesn't that bacon smell good? <laughs> they're, they're in it for themselves. No, Nebuchadnezzar was a narcissistic personality. He caught up with, do you know we got leaders in our government that are that way? They, they could give a, they could, you're nothing but a pawn in their hands. And that's why God is raising up in the, these, these days, he's raising up in the body of Christ and in the church in America to take back the liberties that we so cherished in previous generations. Because these liberties came from God. They didn't come from government. That's what makes us unique. Okay? He was a narcissistic personality, and God says, you're going to live like this. Now listen carefully. At the end of seven years, all of a sudden now he acknowledged God, and he said, truly... He is the God who raises up kings and brings them down. And at that moment, the Bible says his understanding came back to him. 
from that point on, he had, he he didn't not just acknowledge, he knew the God that raises up and brings down. Are you following what I'm saying? What I'm saying, trying to help you, God wants us to excel. But to excel, you've got to get over yourself. Because you and I, all of us, without God, being first place in our life, would live just like King Nebuchadnezzar. I've heard Christians get up there and say, when I, when I get to heaven, I'm going to get a hold of Adam and I'm going to jerk his chain, I'm going to kick him in the pants. <laughs> if you were Adam, you'd have probably done the same thing, you'd have probably got us here quicker. <laughs> Are you following yeah. what I'm saying? All right, y'all still with me? Any failure in our life is really a learning failure. Now, I want you to close your eyes just a moment. I don't want you to be thinking about anything I said. I just want you to just close your eyes like you're going to go to sleep. I want your mind clear. Just close your eyes. And notice when your eyes are closed. It's a blank slate. Now open your eyes a second. Look at me. Sometimes we allow everything around us to determine the images in our reasoning, in our thinking. We'll make statements. What I went through has made me what I am. Well, I thought God was supposed to make you. I thought he was the creator. And just because you went through something doesn't mean you learned it. How many of you ever had to repeat something more than once, even when you made the mistake? How many of you ever burned a cake twice? <laughs> Do you know what real insanity is? Real insanity is keep doing the same thing you've always done, expecting different results. Many times we call faith is not faith. Faith changes. True Bible faith, God faith, changes things. Biggest thing it's probably going to change is me. The biggest mountain that's ever been in my life is not Zona. Aren't you glad to find that out? You're just the second one. <laughs> biggest thing in my life has been Ronnie Allen. Hello. 
I just asked God recently, I said, God, I'm just asking him, Father, why is this you're telling me to do such a hard thing to me? Why is it hard? Why, why is what you're telling me to do such a hard thing? Y'all want to know the answer. I'll give it to you. Eventually, you got to come for the next three Sundays. What if all we do, think, believe, all of our attitudes, everything now, I'm talking about every ounce of your being, everything, your thoughts, your talk, your walk, your attitudes, everything was reflective of the superiority of His Excellency. What if? And you say, Pastor Ronnie, that's impossible. That's not going to happen until we get to heaven. Well, what about the heaven that's supposed to be, that Jesus came to put in you? Life can be rich, but in order to have that rich life, you have to live, you have to choose the high life. You have to choose it. It's not something that I can thrust upon you, you can thrust upon me. It's not something we can even talk ourselves into. It is something that we have to learn to excel. That's why we make life we make excellence a pursuit in our life. Excellence is only found in Jesus Christ. Amen. That the excellency of that power may be of him and not of ourselves. Let, let me give you another one. Verse. Go with me. Let's go to... Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Just for a moment. I won't, I won't give you... I'm not going to weigh you down with a bunch of verses because everything I'm telling you is Bible. Verse number 17 of chapter 3 and 18. Now, the Lord is that spirit. The Lord is that spirit that lives in us. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's what? Liberty, Liberty from what? The low life. See, the low life is what condemns you. But we all, now watch this. But we all. How many? All. All of us. With open face. See, in the Old Testament, when God gave the commandments to Moses and he brought them down to the children of Israel, he had to put a veil on his face. The low life couldn't look at the high life. He had to put a veil on his face because they couldn't stand the excellency 
of Moses, which Moses was only reflecting what he had been in the presence of. Listen carefully. He was just reflecting it. It wasn't in him. And now it says, you read the verses above this, verse 16, he says, but now we have, the veil's been ripped off. And we can see face to face. Can I help you? We can look God in the eye. A lot of people say, Pastor Ronnie, you can't do that. Because his eyes are there as a flame of fire. Good. He can burn all of you out. (laughs) Watch this. Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. But we all, with open face, without a veil, beholding as in a glass or a mirror. What are we beholding? The glory of the Lord are changed into the same image. Into the same image of looking at Jesus in the mirror. In this crooked and perverse generation. How are we changed? From one level of splendor or glory to another level of splendor or glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. That's why excellence is a pursuit. God brought me to this level of excellence in my life. Now I'm pursuing the next level. And in pursuing the next level, I'm changed in stepping up into that level. I'm changed. I'm not what I used to be. That's the reason why when people talk about junk of the past that's 20 and 30 and 40 and 50 years old, and they all want to talk about where they came from. God is not interested where you came from. You're not giving a witness of where you came from. You're giving a witness of where he's brought you. You want to know what a testimony is? A testimony is where he's brought you, not where you came from. You were all in a pit. I've had people say, well, I'd like to have a testimony like that. And here's somewhere where, and they, you've got one. You were in a pit. You smelled like the pit. (laughs) (laughs) You were in the pit. So what are we going to do? We all talk about how, and we try to make our pit even harder than the other person's pit. That's not the testimony. The testimony, my friend, is where he has brought you to. 
See, if you, could, if you never grasp a hold of that, look what the Lord has done. I can't, I can overcome, I, I don't have, I don't hold grudges. Me and a grudge, we don't live in the same house. Do you know that there is a place that you don't have to live regret? Do you know what regret is the result of? Convenience and compromising getting married and having the child of regret. Hear what I said again. Convenience and compromise get married and they produce the child of regret. You don't have to have that. We don't have to have that. We don't have to live like that. How would you like to check out of earth saying that I've done all that God's told me to do, I've finished my course, I've run my race, and now it's laid up for me a crown of life. By the way, I just want to throw this out here. Do you know a whole, a whole reason why I want a big old crown? So I can throw it at his feet. You know, there's some Christians going to be up there they're going to be up there. Jesus is going to walk by. And as he walks by, everybody else is going to be casting their crown over on him. And then we're, all going, we're going to be searching to find one. <laughs> we made it to heaven by the skin of our teeth, you know. <laughs> and we're looking for one. Is there one up there? Maybe my hair's gotten away. No, you want a big old crown. Why do you want it? I... What am I going to do with a big crown? I want to cast it at his feet. <laughs> uh, we're almost through. Man, I'm shocking y'all. Two Sundays in a row. We're changed by looking into his splendor. What I am seeing here today those that are viewing, I'm looking right through that camera to those that are viewing by live stream. And I'm telling you what God sees. He's making me to see it. A group of people in the last days that are not living a compromising lifestyle, choosing the low life of convenience and compromise. We're choosing the high life. God is going to bring your children out of the deliverance, out of the bondage and deliver our children and our grandchildren from a wicked and a perverse generation. Not because of our own goodness, but because we chose. We chose the life that's in Christ. We chose it. I choose you, Jesus. Why do you, th look, mm. A rich young ruler came to Jesus one time and said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And he said, well, you know the commandments. He said, well, I've kept them all. I've kept them all. <laughs> and Jesus said, okay. Then go sell what you have, give to the poor and come follow me. 
Now, I want you to look at this fool. He was a rich fool, just like an educated fool. Fools are fools. He said, sell what you have, give to the poor. Give your life away, is what he was saying. Give your, give your hard-earned learned life away and come follow me. The Bible says that he went away, turned from Jesus, walked away sad because he had great possessions. And then his disciples turned to him and he says, how hard is it is for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. See there, Pastor Ronnie, God don't want you to be rich. You better read the rest of that. His disciples said, what do you mean? What do you mean? Have we not given up everything to follow you? Hello? And Jesus said, as hard as it is for a camel to go through the eye of a needle, a rich man can be saved, but you got to go. People have no idea what that means. There is a wall called the eye of the needle. I mean, a door in, in the wall called the eye of the needle. And it's a little door. And get the camel that's loaded down with goods, they had to get the camel on its knees and unload it to get it through that door. Then they'd get it loaded back up and get it back on its knees. I mean, off its knees. And Jesus said, that's how hard it is for a rich man to enter in. In other words... He's got to leave his stuff out there, go through the eye of the needle, and then I'll, I'll load him back up. If, if you don't think that parallels, listen to what Jesus said. He said, no man has left wife, children, mothers, fathers, land, possessions, for my sake and the gospel, who shall not receive a hundred Fold. A hundredfold. You know what a hundredfold is? That's a hundred times. In this life, what he gave up. And then he goes back, he'll receive a hundred times more land. He repeats it. A hundred times more land. A hundred times more brothers and sisters. A hundred times more, more fathers and mothers. The only thing he doesn't say a hundred times more of is wife. Even God thought one was enough. She just is a hundred times better. But, but he's not talking about possessions now. He's talking about what possesses you. What possesses you. Oh, man. We're almost there. Almost there. I didn't give this to you guys, so can you, you'll do the best you can. Go with me to 2 Timothy. This is the last place we'll go. 2 Timothy. 
chapter 2. We're talking about living the high life. We're talking about learning to excel. Timothy is a young pastor that the Apostle Paul wrote to and give him instructions here. 2 Timothy chapter 2, what did I say, verse 19? Verse 19, nevertheless, the foundation of God stands sure. Having this seal, the Lord knows, knoweth them that, that are his. And let everyone, how many? Everyone. That nameth the name of Christ. Stop. Let everyone that names the name of Christ. Let everyone that calls themselves a Christian. Everyone. How many? Everyone. Depart from iniquity. Let that sink in just a minute. Let everyone that names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Do you know what that says right there? You can depart from the weaknesses of your flesh. That's what iniquity is. It's an it's. It's the weaknesses of the flesh that tend to give over to sin. Let everyone that names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. That means that you and I can depart from it. But what has religion told you? Religion told you you have to sin. You just have to. Like, you're weird if you don't sin. And then this is what they, daily, daily, daily. You have to. No, I don't. The Word of God doesn't teach me that I have to. I don't have to sin. I can learn the life of excellence. I can learn it. Hallelujah. I thought that'd be good news for you. I mean, I thought you would really get to, I don't have to be a scum bucket. Carrying all this scum around. And keep going around the same mulberry bush. I can be changed from glory to glory. From level, one level of splendor to another level of splendor. I get to choose. God has given me the liberty to choose righteousness, to choose peace, to choose joy, to choose the high life. I can choose to be like Jesus. I am pursuit of him. That's what Paul said. He said, forgetting those things that are behind, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling that's in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. God built you to look at him face to face, not behind to face. Are you following me? <laughs> How many of you stand in the mirror all day long and look back here? 
How many of you have ever tried to correct your children or, or, or have a, a, a good conversation? It doesn't have to be correction. A good conversation with your children and they turn around and, and walk off from you. Don't turn your back on me. That's the way God looks at you and I. Don't turn your back on the, on the high life. He paid the price. And he gave it to you. Don't turn your back on it. Embrace it. Run with it. Glory to God. Forget those things that are behind. Press toward the mark. Everybody say press. Right? You got to press yourself into it. Because the world's not going to help you. The world, this is the picture of the world. We're all in this pit. And about the time we about to climb and we get our hand at the very top, somebody down at the bottom of that pit is going to grab your leg and jerk you all the way back down to the bottom. Jesus has delivered us from the pit. Glory to God. Glory to God. I think somebody's going to have to start praising God with me pretty quick. Glory to God. You don't have to. We don't have to live the low life. Listen, I know you've been, been, you've had regrets. I know you've had all that stuff. I know somebody's done your wrong song. All your exes live in Texas. All that kind of stuff. You say, well, Pastor Ronnie, you're just being picky. I'm telling you, that is the low life singing that song and you're picking it up from a honky tonk and say, I just love that music. There ain't no joy in that. You have, to, you have to drink and get nearly drunk to sing along. <laughs> and then, then we, if we sing the same song at the church two Sundays in a row, how come we're singing the same song? Brother, you know that all the exes live in Texas. You got that down by heart. Somebody did me wrong songs. Glory to God. You don't have to live like that. I'm not going to live like that. Listen, God, this is what God's been telling me for a year. I got something better for you. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. When my, my flesh gets in trying to be competitive with somebody else's blessing, all of a sudden God says, I got something better for you. I got a different call on your life. I got something better for you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. Stand up. They got to praise God for a little bit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for this high life. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, we praise you. We magnify you. To you be the glory. To you be the honor. To you be the praise. You're holy. You're just. You're true. You're righteous. Your mercies are new over me every day. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You love me with an everlasting love. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. You love this generation. Glory to God. You want us to give testimony to your goodness. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. 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 Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Oh, I thank you that the excellency of your power is here right now. The superiority to your, of your power is here right now. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Kadadabasaya. Yeah, so there's some people here today that's got some regrets that are acting like a ball and chain. And you just dragging, been dragging them around with you, trying to do the best you can, but they keep weighting you down. If you've got some regrets right now, I want you to get out of your seat, bring that ball and chain with you, because today we're going to break it off. Right now, right now. You got some regrets? Get down here. Glory to God. 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 Ha-da-da-ba-saya. Ha-ha-pa-pa-pa. I want to tell you what's going to happen right here, right now. Oh, yes, if that thing's, if that thing's trying to hold you in your seat, at least get into the aisle and somebody will escort you down here. There's going to come a time... Zona's asked me, and we've asked each other sometimes about memories. Not necessarily bad ones, just, you know, she'll recall something that happened. And it could have been a good one. She's, she'll say, do you remember that? Sometimes I have to say, no, I don't. Some people say, well, you can't forget. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> Paul said so. Forgetting. Those things that are behind. Let me ask you a question. How many of you always walk around and while you're walking around facing forward, you're always reminded of your behind? Let me rephrase it. How many of you walk around with your behind in front of you? You don't do that. Why? Why do you not do that? You can forget. I'm going to tell you how. You let the Holy Ghost renovate your thinking. And then if it is recalled, you don't have any regret or shame or any of those feelings with it. Tell it's totally abolished out. You can, you can, you can. You can, you can. Forgetting those things are, you know, you got to press, press, press. When you press into the goodness of God, He makes you forget all the regrets. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Jesus. I know, I know you're having a hard time right now, but I'm going to tell you the ball and chain fixing to break off. <laughs> Pastor's only come up here. Since, since we only got ladies up here right now, you, you're going to help me. When you lay your hands, we talked about this before. Lay your hands right there. Right there. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Trey, right there. We got a gentleman over here. Right, lay it right there. Right there. Glory to God. Hadadapai. The center of your being. In the name, in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Sing that last song, Richard, that last song. Glory to God. Hadadabasaya. Holalabaradabasaya. to God when you press into the goodness of God it's easy to forget are you listening when you press into the goodness of God it's easy to forget. Now listen, you, I, I, I understand gray hair more than I used to. And I know that we have experiences. And I, I get all of that. And I, 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 I get it. Be careful. When you get older, 
to think that all of your life is behind you. Are you listening? Be very, very careful of that. Thank you, Jesus. It's easy to think. It's easy to think that all you got is your memories now. God wants to make memories with you now. And his memories are picture perfect. Glory to God. His owner keeps reminding me, you know, Ronnie, the Lord is good to us. We live a good life. And, and listen, the good life that I live, that we live right now, is only one level of his glory. <laughs> Just how much higher can he take you? How much are you willing to submit to him to let him take you? Glory to God. He wants to take what you can live on the wings of prayer and praise. Listen, this, the, the whole world is just a mess. But God is good. And his goodness is bigger than their mess. Okay? bigger than my mess those of you that were down here and this is a lesson for all of us to learn now your mind will go well I've wasted a lot of time it's only wasted if you continue to go around the same mulberry bush Are you following me? God's able to put you to where you would have been if you hadn't wasted so much time. Do you understand what I just said? He's good like that. That's his goodness. In other words, he's able to pick you up and you're not going to skip a step but he's able to pick up the pace and put you over here in time where you should have been all along. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Glory to God. You got something you want to say? Thank God he only gave you one husband. I am about 50 times better than I used to be. Huh? hundred times. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to praise him one more time, then we're going to go home. And, and you're going to think, you're going to go to bed when you take a nap today, or you watch the football, no matter who's playing, whatever. No matter who wins or lose, you're going to think of the goodness of God, and you're just going to smile. God, I thank you for your goodness. Glory to God. Father, we worship you.
We praise you this morning. You're holy and just. We thank you, Lord, that the ball and chains of regret have been broken off. And Lord, I think, yes, Lord, this whole week, <laughs> this whole week, they're going to walk like they're walking on air. Realizing the freedom that you brought them into. And you, Holy Spirit, bring their mind back to this moment. We worship you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. And Lord, I thank you for your healing virtue. Your delivering hand over every person in the sound of my voice, including those here in the auditorium, as well as those that are viewing by live stream. We give you praise and thanksgiving for your healing virtue, delivering hand, your protection. And Lord, we thank you for your grace surrounding us like a shield, following us everywhere we go. We hear your voice and the voice of another we will not follow. Huh. You've given your angels charge over every one of us our families, our properties, and our goods. You've given us the name that's above every name, the name of Jesus, to use, which we invoke and declare. I want you to say this out loud. I want you to get used to saying it yourself. In the name of Jesus, there will be no tragedy named among any of us. Father, I thank you that you fill us so full of your love. That as we leave this place and we go into our everyday lives, every person we come in contact with, your love just oozes out of us and touches them with the gospel of the truth. We give you the praise and thanksgiving. Now, Father, if there's anybody that doesn't know you, I thank you that you draw them by your spirit. Help them open up their hearts and make you Lord of their lives. We give you the praise and thanksgiving for this in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. amen. Find five people, give them a high five. Say, I'm living the high life. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.